Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Are you guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. I was born ready. I would like to give the warning, like Allie did last week, but <laughs> this one is pretty messed up as well. Okay. Um, so, do you think that either of us know it? I mean, there's a chance. I have listened to a podcast about this one before, and then, like, I just totally, I'm obsessed with it now. Okay. I just want to tell everybody that Sarah's face right now looks like she's a toddler that, like, got into trouble and just, like, won't <laughs> tell us what she did. That's, that's her, that's her demeanor right now. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> So this event takes place in October of 2013 in the town of Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, Danvers is pretty close to Boston. And um, this town was originally called Salem Village, which you might have heard of because (laughs) of the Salem Witch Trials. Um, Have you ever been there? I have. I went to Salem on Halloween and me and my friend got spooky tattoos oh cool I have also been there but just in October not Halloween yeah do I 10 out of 10 do not recommend going on Halloween no no (laughs) even October was really rough like we couldn't find parking it was yeah there there was like too many people and just like people in masks really not like COVID masks but like Halloween masks yeah 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 I don't like that I, like, oh I went in I went in June of this year actually and it was lovely so oh you went at a better time yeah yeah, yeah, it, was still, like, shops. yeah, yeah. it was still like spooky because it has like the Halloween vibe so you don't have to go in the fall but so right. it, was, it was still really cool in June this is now a Salem um <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> um so this town used to be Salem Village but the case I'm going to tell you has nothing to do with that I just wanted to talk about um so in danvers there's a high school and at this high school there was a 24 year old math teacher named colleen ritzer does that sound familiar no okay good um she was very popular among the students she had she was like one of those people that always wanted to be a teacher she was like super passionate and she just genuinely wanted to help children So on the day of October 22nd, it started off just like a totally normal school day. The only thing different was that she had planned to stay after school to help um, a few kids who needed extra help with math. So as the afternoon turned into night, Colleen's parents started to worry. She still lived at home. Um, She's only 24. So yeah, Um, they started to worry because she didn't come home she wasn't answering her phone so her dad drove to the school and saw that her car was still in the parking lot so he like asked around if anyone had seen her and he like called some of her friends thinking maybe she went out after work Um, but no one had heard from her so he called the police and reported her missing earlier that evening a parent of a freshman at Danvers high school was also growing worried because her 14-year-old son, Philip Chisholm, had not returned home after soccer practice. So his mother called the police right away because they were like really new to the area. They had just moved there like two months earlier from Tennessee. 
Okay. Um, so she thought it was super unlikely that he was out with other kids because he hadn't made any friends yet. Oh no. I don't like where it's going. I'm so confused. So the police reached out to the school about Philip, and the school sent an email informing the staff that a student was reported missing and if they had any information to let them know. Then they also had to send out another email saying that the young math teacher was also reported missing. You can kind of like imagine where people's minds went when they heard that a teacher and a student were both missing, especially when reports came in that Philip was one of the students who had stayed after class for extra help with math. I'm not going to lie. It's where my mind went. That's where my mind went also. I'm holding out hope that it's not this. (laughs) Well, Well, the other, the other thing is worse. Yes. Well, unfortunately (laughs) it is worse. Ah. Um, Ah. So (laughs) it was at this time, the police, because like obviously they're like, okay, we have two people missing who were last seen together. Um, so they asked the school if they had any security cameras. And this is usually the part where like they had cameras, but they weren't active or like they already deleted everything. But this school was like packed full of cameras. There was cameras in like every wow. way, like nook and cranny. Well, I think this is like the first case I've ever heard that the security cameras actually work. Yeah, they worked. There was no, like, missing footage. It was, like, pretty good. Look at that. So it just makes this case, like, even creepier because um, the timing of events that occurred that afternoon can almost all be captured in the security footage at the high school. And at first, if you just watch it, which I can show you guys after um, because it's all on YouTube. Oh, my God. It might not seem creepy if you just see it. It's just like weird that there's like a there's like because it's after school this happens so there's just like a few kids walking around the hallways but like once you know what happened and like if you uh, kind of like look at like little details it's the creepiest thing that you've ever seen in your life. Um, so in the footage at two fifty four p.m. you can see Colleen Ritzer leave her classroom where she was helping those students and she was headed to go to the bathroom. You can see her. She's like smiling and waving. Um, like she says hi to someone in the hallway. Seconds later, you see Philip leave the classroom as well. He like steps out and kind of looks both ways down the hallway. And then he takes a couple steps towards um, the bathroom where Colleen's going. But then he goes back into the classroom and he comes out and now his hood is up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So uh, he comes out with his hood up and begins to walk towards the bathroom. As he walks down the hall, you can see him pull rubber gloves out of his sweatshirt pocket. No, uh, no. I was kind of worried this is where the story was going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. At two On school uh, property? On yes. school property? Yep. Yep. I, and I also want to, I don't know if, you, if I said it, he's 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. you did. That's why... I can't believe this. That's that, really happening. Creepy. <laughs> so at 2.55, he is seen pulling the gloves onto his hands as he enters the woman's bathroom. 11 minutes later, at 3.06 p.m., a, a female student is shown walking up to the bathroom. She opens the door, but then like quickly shuts it um, and walks away. 
she was later asked about what she saw and she said like she had opened the door and thought she saw someone changing because she saw a woman with her pants down like she didn't like I don't think it like registered what was actually happening she just like saw like a button like closed it like you know like oh like sorry like when you walk yeah. on someone um so at 307 one minute later after the student walks away you see Philip leaving the bathroom quickly he's walking down the hallway with his hood up and he's holding like a black sweater at 308 you see him in a stairwell and his hands are covered in blood the next clip is him without his sweater on and he's running in the parking lot and he's not holding that like black sweater anymore and this is like in broad daylight or pe- like yep. I know the school's empty but like were there sports teams yep. like so other people was, yeah that was he was supposed to be at soccer practice but um he wasn't there so there are other kids around and like teachers and stuff but he just like didn't happen to pass anyone or like no one noticed that he was covered in blood at 310 he then re-enters the school and is seen jogging down the hallway past another teacher who was leaving for the day. And she's just like a cute older woman, like putting her little purse on. She doesn't like notice him. <laughs> At 3.11, he goes back into the original classroom and grabs his belongings and heads into a stairwell. And he kind of like ducks underneath the stairs and like puts his stuff down. And Wait, he- question. Yeah. Um weren't there other kids like also getting extra help didn't they think it was like suspicious that like the teacher didn't come back for like ever didn't come back yeah so I think there was only one other kid in the classroom and I'm gonna get to that one okay um so when he comes out from underneath the stairs he now has a ski mask on but he takes it off when he gets back into the main hallway what yeah at 3.13, he interacts with another kid in the hall, and I'm pretty sure that was the other kid in the classroom. And you see that kid kind of like, it looks like he's asking him a question, like he does like the arms up type thing. In my yeah. mind, where did you go? <laughs> or like, where did yeah. you go? Like, or I don't know where the teacher went, like I'm just yeah. leaving or something. Yeah. Um, so then at 3.14, one minute later, he is seen wheeling a large garbage bin, like one of those big recycling cans on wheels uh, down the hallway towards the bathroom, arriving there at 316. At 322, a couple minutes later, he now has the ski mask back on and is wheeling the garbage bin out of the bathroom, down the hall, out into the parking lot, past a man walking his dog and into the woods. No one's gonna stop him. No one's gonna <laughs> no. be like, hey, he that's is- weird. <laughs> The creepiest part of this video is like he is calm as a cucumber. Like he he doesn't look like he's sweating. He's not like panicky. He's so calm. It's so eerie. So a half hour after he goes, he goes into the woods. You can see him walk out back into the school. And now he's barefoot. Um, and there's blood on his pants and hands again. So at 401. He, so she went into the bathroom at 2.54. It's now 4.01. He stops at his locker, gets the bag out, goes into the men's room. He changes his clothes, heads back to the women's bathroom, the one that he followed Colleen into. Exit, exits it a couple minutes later, heads back outside into the woods. 
he comes out of the woods now with the shoes back on. So it's just like, it's like calm chaos, if that makes sense. I was going to say, it sounds like chaos. Like he's like, oh, let me put my ski mask on, but let me take it off as soon as I step in front of this other camera. Let me take my shoes off over there and then I'll go back. He's like walking in hallways, but he's not like, he doesn't look to be panicking. It's all like, he's very like straight faced the entire time. So it's like super creepy. That's terrifying. I just think it's incredible that like no one, I mean, yes, if he is really calm, like maybe someone wouldn't say anything, but like if you're walking around, like doing this, doing that, bringing something into the woods, like how did no one see anything? I think part of it too was like no one really knew him. He had only been there for two months. That's true. Yeah. Maybe there's like, oh, he's the new weird kid. I don't know. Uh, so um, after he comes out of the woods, he now like has his shoes on. Um, he stops and like talks to a few kids who are outside, like waiting to get picked up. And he like, everyone seems like super normal, casual conversation. And he looks like, he definitely looks a little older than 14, but like he's dressed like a 14 year old. Like he's wearing a t-shirt, like a zip up hoodie, basketball shorts, those stupid socks that come up to like, halfway through your, to your like shin and like yeah like and it looks like it's cold I mean it's October so it's probably in, in, it's Massachusetts so it's like chilly out and you're wearing shorts anyways yeah um so then this part really creeped me out too after he talked to those kids he goes back into the school for like a little stroll he goes like down some different hallways that he wasn't in before he walks through a gym like casually eats a granola bar uh, and then he finally left the school around 4.30. Did he, like, walk home? Did he get a ride? So he never like, went home. That's why, that's when, around the time his he... mom reported him missing. Because he should have been home by then. So he just, like, left and went somewhere that yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, I actually think he went to the movies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, actually, or that, that you're joking? No, he went to the movies. <laughs> to a movie theater what did he Um, see i think it was a woody allen movie which just makes it even worse (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it was like well there you go (laughs) yeah creeps love creeps Uh, (laughs) so police had found they were like looking for him because they're like this 14 year old kid is missing so at right now like i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit it's it's like midnight now they have no idea they have not seen the security footage yet so they find him walking down a busy highway at midnight and like they asked him if they could search his belongings and he was like okay in his backpack they found a bloody box cutter colleen's credit cards and her underwear mm. so they asked whose blood was on the box cutter and he said the girl so that is when they actually went to the school and was like, well, we got a teacher missing and this kid has a bloody box cutter. Can we see your security cameras? And that's when yeah. they saw all this stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. So they went into the wooded area where they saw him um, like wheeling the garbage bin in. And they found the body of 24-year-old Colleen Ritzer under some leaves. She was naked from the waist down and her bodily body had been sexually stained this part is really weird too next to her body was a handwritten written note from philip that said i hate you all um so it's believed that colleen entered the bathroom 
Philip came up behind her, stabbed her, slit her throat, and then later sexually assaulted her. Police interviewed the other student had, who had been receiving extra help that day to try to like figure out, like, did something happen? Did they get in a fight? Like, she left that classroom looking normal, right? Like, it wasn't like mm-hmm. she was upset. Um, and he said that um, just moments before she left to go to the bathroom, um, they all had been talking and Colleen had asked Philip something about tennis, Tennessee, where he had moved from. And he became very upset. So, so she like quickly changed the subject. She was like, okay, like we don't have to talk about it. And the defense ended up using this as an excuse saying that he was triggered or this like set him off into a fugue state. Um, but the prosecutors argued that because Philip came to school with that box cutter, rubber gloves, and like multiple changes of clothing, a ski mask, like all the stuff, they argued that he had planned this attack for a while. And like oh, yeah. he, knew he was getting extra help that day. So um, I just don't buy it that it was just like a random act. Like he got mad and freaked out. Also, it's like you can have a disagreement with someone and not murder them yes. <laughs> or like an argument yes. and not be like, I'm going to stab you. Yeah. It was exactly. barely an argument. Like she was just trying to like connect with the kid on another level because he had just right. been there for two months. And it wasn't like I've had some jerky teachers who will like, try to upset kids or like you know especially if it's like a kid who needs extra yeah. help so not like best at math but like she quickly changed the subject like she like, she like realized that he was upset and like she wasn't like pushing the subject so yeah right um it's also like really crazy because again he's 14 years old he had no history of violence or any behavioral issues before this and it's just like crazy to think that someone like that could do something so terrible to someone so undeserving. Uh, and while he had no history of violence before this attack, uh, his violent streak did not end with Colleen. Oh no. Wait, he did he not go to jail? So <laughs> jail uh, did not stop him. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, did they let this kid walk free and did he kill somebody else? Like, what? While he was awaiting trial, he was held in a juvenile detention center. And after months of being there, um, he had refused. I guess that like juvie, you have to like still do classes because you're like supposed to be in school. But he had refused to like participate in the classes. So they let him do like a, they like sat him in a table outside the classroom and was like, okay, read this book like by yourself um and when he was out at that table he could like see down this hallway and he um walk, he could see a female employee entered like walking down the hallway and she entered a staff locker room and when the woman so she went to go to the bathroom and they said like you can see he like kicked off his shoes and like ran in there and when she came out of the bathroom he was in the locker room like a foot away from her just like staring at her and he placed both his hands around her neck and began to choke her while pushing her against like there was like a cinder block wall in the locker room Uh, and she wasn't he was squeezing her throat so tightly that she couldn't even scream like she couldn't get any noises out Um, but somehow she managed to like get one of his hands off of her neck so she started to scream and he started like punching her he hit her in the face, like the back of the head, her jaw. Um, 
and she was able to scream and other people came in and like restrained him. This victim suffered bruises to her face, jaw, head, along with scratches on her back consistent with a tear in her shirt because he had a pencil and was like stabbing her with it. Oh my God. Yeah. What's the security shoes? I I think they said it would like make noise if he like ran in them, I guess. And so he thought, I don't know. He's clearly, he's just like a psycho. Interesting. Like, okay. If, if you have a kid in juvie that killed somebody, wouldn't you think that he would be watched if he wasn't like participating in school? Yeah. Like, yeah. After this, I mean, it's sad that it took this to happen, but he special security detail where there was like three people watching him at all times. Uh, So when it came time for his trial, um, he was tried as an adult and he was sentenced to 40 years and a day for the rape of Colleen Ritzer, 25 to life for the murder of Colleen. And f- another 40 years for the robbery of Colleen because he stole her credit cards. Um, the district attorney said Philip Chisholm must serve at least 40 years of the sentence, even though he's eligible for parole in 25 years with the murder charge. Um, because the 40 years with the rape charge, it's like so weird because I was at first I was like, good, they gave him 25 to life and then two 40 year sentences. Right. But it's like concurrent. Oh, so it like runs together. So he's running them all at the same time. So it's like, he he has to do a minimum of 40 years before he's eligible for parole, which is, it seems far away, but it's 2052. He's only going to be 54. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he'll be in his fifties. Yeah. It's insane. That's terrifying. Um, So that was um, the charge. Those were the charges for, Colleen Ritzer, but then they also charged him with attempted murder by strangulation, assault with intent to murder, kidnapping, and two counts of assault with and battery with a dangerous weapon, a pencil, and the center block wall for the attack of the um, the employee at the uh, juvenile detention center. Was that in addition to like whatever sentence he got? Yeah, or so that was, was a totally yeah, that was a okay. totally separate trial. So. My gut says he's not getting out, <laughs> but you never. He better know. not get out. Yeah. My God. And it's so sad because, like, Colleen was like so loved by all of her like students. Like, she was literally like the most popular teacher. She was like so young and cute, and like it's just so sad. And like all she wanted to do, like she went above and beyond. Like all she was doing was like trying to give some kids a little extra help. Right, and that's like, how get she gets to, to know pain. them. And because she asked one wrong question, her like, like, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. yeah, I don't buy that. Just yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, he had the box cutter. He had the gloves. It wasn't like a ooh, just in case I'm triggered. Let me use right. this on somebody. Right. No, yeah, like the fact that he had gloves and a ski mask, in and a box cutter, like all at the same time. Like you're going to tell me it was a spur of the moment thing. It's so, so creepy. And I can share the link. There's a YouTube video where you see it's like timestamped the whole time. Oh my God. So that's so scary. Do you know how long? So basically it didn't even take them more than. It was an hour and a half. To catch him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like an hour and a half from the time she went to the bathroom to the time he left the school, right? If it was three o'clock, he left four thirty, and then he went to the movies, and then he was just like walking down the highway, and they found him. So that night, and like a sick part of this is like he didn't try to like ditch any of her belongings he casually went to the movies like it's like he wanted them to know that he was responsible for that yeah and And then when they they asked him yeah yeah he was like yeah and i think that i read something where like they his defense tried to argue that he was like searched um illegally but like they asked they said can we look in your backpack so like part of me wonders why like I think they they probably knew there was some connection between the two of the, the two missing like yeah missing reports um and I'm sure it was like whoever they found first they were going to question and it just so yeah. happened that he was a monster wow and that okay. is the murder of Colleen Ritzer that was very sad I yeah. I wouldn't have thought of a 14-year-old planning that out. Like, I think about, like, myself at 14 and, like, my little brothers at 14. And I just couldn't imagine them just being able to, like, even being able to, like, is thinking about it is, like, (laughs) one level of scary. But, like, acting it out and doing it is just totally another thing. Like, planning it. Like, he had a plan, like, a set game plan. And even and though it was like chaotic. Had, yeah. If he had just gone home, like his mom would have never reported him missing. And like, I mean, they eventually would have found that the security tape, but like, right. I don't know. It's just scary. Right. Well, it was a good thing he was so new to the school. He probably didn't even realize that yeah. there, the cameras actually worked. <laughs> yeah. And I think like I picked this case. I just. I find it like I think the worst cases are the ones where it's like your safe place is something like something bad happens. Yeah. Um, Cause then it just makes you realize that you like always have to be on guard and like, right. It's really sad, yeah. but yeah, that is scary. really sad. Cause I always like growing up, like even with like, you know, the crazy school shootings that have been going on, like I always felt safe in school and like yeah. I didn't have, we didn't have security cameras back then. I don't know if they do now. I'm hoping they probably do, but you know, like school, I never felt unsafe in. Like I always felt comfortable where I was. So it's sad to think that like, you know, you go to extra help and the kid next to you could be planning to kill your teacher. Like could have a box cutter and rubber gloves in his pocket. Right. Like that poor kid that was like in there with them. Yeah. If it was just I, the three of them. I think about yeah. that girl who walked in. I was just going to say that girl. Like, she had no idea what she saw. Like, I'm sure it was her brain didn't allow her to register. Yeah. Even if her brain did register it, it could have been, like, a thing that, like, she, that her brain blocked out or, like, didn't want her to remember either. Like, your brain works in crazy ways sometimes. But I wonder if he he noticed her, you know, like. I guess he didn't even notice her because what could have happened to her if he? Oh my god! Imagine if she in. went in like all the yeah. way. It could have right, been like if he saw worse. her, noticed that. Yeah. She could have been really hurt too. Yeah. I know it's like it's terrible that no one noticed it happening, but like you never know, like what he could have done but, if yeah. someone did notice. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, tried to intervene. It didn't seem like he cared. Like he had yeah. a plan. Yeah. 
Wow. That's so scary. And that's so upsetting. And I just can't believe nobody stopped him either. Like if I saw someone just walking to the woods with a garbage can, yeah, red flags are going up. I am calling the police department. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, uh, I'll show you the part, but he wheels it out through the parking lot. And there's like a guy walking his dog and the dog is like, it looks like he's sniffing the garbage can or something like as like he's um, that close to this guy. Yeah. And like yeah. all the teachers leaving, just walking past and like, yeah, you don't even think like, and it's not like it's like a person, like a, a person. It's not like it's even like a grown adult where it's like, yeah. this guy could be a janitor or something. Like it's, it's a, a child. Student. So why yeah. is a student rolling? I think because he was so calm, like yeah. it was like, oh, nothing out of the ordinary here, you know? I just know that if it were like me or one of my brothers in high school and they're rolling around a garbage can out here, what are we doing there, Miss Galano? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't even chew gum in my middle school. Like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) My middle school literally used, if you got caught chewing gum, you had to go to the office and sign a gum book. Like, you got caught. And if you got caught like three times or something, you had to like go to detention. I'm like, people have bad breath. They're just trying to freshen their mouth. Right. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it. 12 years (laughs) of Catholic school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Sources for this episode include NBCNews.com, SalemNews.com, CNN.com, and the Murder With My Husband podcast.